She leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you'll definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrive Factor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrive Factor framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrive Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrive Factor Coach. To find out more, email hello at thrivefactorco.com. Hello, superstars. Episode 44 has arrived and it's the second in our Thrive Factor Archetypes Business Insight Series. The first of these episodes was a couple of weeks ago now, episode 42, where I shared more with you about the mentor teacher and the shapeshifter alchemist. Now, if you'd like more context about this series and why I'm bringing it to you, and there'll be six episodes in total to cover our total of 12 archetypes in the Thrive Factor framework, then I would suggest you head to episode 42 as well today or when you get a chance and listen to the first maybe 10 to 15 minutes because that's where I'm giving you all the key information about the Thrive Age Archetype Business Insight Series. I don't feel it's important or the best use of anyone's time to repeat that today. There's a little bit of information I will share with you, but really it's all about new stuff to do with the two new archetypes to the focus for today. So in this series, though, I am sharing key highlights and considerations for you as a business soul so that you can do things like expand, deepen, and embody your learning about the archetypes in focus. Now, if you're new around here, welcome. Delighted to have you tuning in. I'm Shannon Dunn. I'm a long-term business and self-leadership coach. I've been in this space for well, close to two decades now. I absolutely adore what I get to do. And I am the founder of the Thrive Factor Framework that is a combination of 12 unique individual archetypes and a whole lot of coaching methodology that goes with that. It's the cornerstone for the way that I work with my clients who are incredible, ambitious, impact-making, big-hearted, creative, legacy-creating souls who are doing their thing in the world, often on their own timeline, in their own way with a little bit of a rebellious streak. So that gives you a bit of an idea about who I love to spend time with. And I have no doubt that you will resonate with some of that if you're tuning in today. So really looking forward, as I always am, to focusing on the content for the episode. And today, 
as I said, two new archetypes to introduce you to. And I've decided to go with the advocate rescuer and the inspirer believer. But before we move into looking at the advocate rescuer first up, I'm going to share some highlights about some of the resources related to the Thrive Factor archetypes. As I said, you can hear more about this in episode 42, where I shared in greater detail. And first up, as a resource, if you'd like to have or to hear an introduction to all 12 archetypes, then head to episode 16. We'll tag this like we always will into the show notes. Now, if you don't know your Thrive Factor archetypes yet, there are a number of ways that you can connect with them. We have a free assessment available, again, link in the show notes, and this will confirm one of a possible three to six archetypes. It's such an ideal way to get started and to whet your appetite to kind of get curious about who you are. And I tend to find that once people have done that, they want to know exactly what their archetypes are. So if you do want 100% confirmation of your archetypes, there are three options for that. There's a Thrive Factor Insights. We get access to the assessment, receive a detailed personalised report and insights into a couple of questions that you can ask. I literally tap into your archetypes, provide insights to those questions. There'll be a link in the show notes and you can access that one as well as a link to the next one, which there's actually, there's two more parts. I said there were three ways to get confirmation of your archetypes. There is the Thrive Factor experience and that offers two options and includes one-on-one sessions with me and coaching. The first is what we just call the Thrive Factor experience. Again, access to the assessment, detailed personalized report and a one-on-one coaching session to meet your archetypes so you can truly understand them in more detail your opportunity to ask questions and get some insights into how they play out or how they are expressed in your life. And the second option is what we call the Thrive Factor Experience Amplified, which is a three-session package. First one, meet your archetypes. Secondly, we explore your archetypes uh, through the, or explore your life or your career or your business through the lens of your archetypes. And the third is to understand the nuances of the relationships between your archetypes, particularly focusing on points of harmony and potential disharmony. I love all parts of all of the different ways that I can share with you how to meet your archetypes. I particularly love the coaching sessions where we really get to have a conversation focused exactly on you and your archetypes so that you can create the most incredible relationship with these parts of you. Okay, today's archetypes are fired up and ready to be shared. The focus, as I mentioned earlier, is the advocate rescuer and the inspirer believer. Both show up frequently in the profiles I've completed for women around the world. They have a handful of similar traits and are super influential when you have them. I mean, every archetype has her own influences, but these two are really dominant in terms of being influential when you have them. So let's start with the advocate rescuer. They're in no particular order, not, uh, you know, following alphabetical order or anything like that or importance or impact or most common. This is the order that I decided to share them with you. So if you have the Advocate Rescuer as part of your Thrive Factor or listening to me today, you suspect you do, know that you are compassionate, empathic, a big-hearted soul, what we call the genuine helper. And your biggest gift with this archetype comes to life when you advocate for yourself first. Like when that's your priority, so much changes. The archetype of compassion, as I said, you're big-hearted, you're well-loved, you are appreciated, even though it might not always feel that way. And I'll talk more about that as we go through this archetype. Key things to remember about the advocate rescuer, self-compassion and self-advocacy are the key to learning who you are. 
and to leaning into the big heart that you have and embracing the world through that perspective. You're a yes woman. Like this is the archetype that is always volunteering, always lending a hand, donating your time and money or other resources so freely. Like helping is your middle name is what we like to say when we talk about the advocate rescue archetype. That has its, again, its good sides and its challenges, and I'll talk more about those in different parts of this uh, introduction to her today. This is an archetype that is generally empathic and a deep-feeling individual. The advocate rescuer can also be sensitive and sometimes overly so in the opinion of others. You may feel your sensitivities. You may have been told, judged even, for being too sensitive many times in your life in many different circumstances. You genuinely champion a cause. You can be like the activist, if you like. And when it comes to the causes, the things that are important to you, they may be one or a combination of causes to do with humanity, so people-related causes, animals, or the environment, said one or maybe all three. You tend to want to empower But it's important to remember that doing for others, particularly in a rescuing way, which is a trait of the advocate rescuer, is really the opposite of empowerment. Instead, leading by example and showing people how can actually lead to empowerment, giving them an opportunity to learn for themselves, to find their own way is a way that they can empower themselves, which is far more powerful, to use the power word there, than you doing it for them. And there are times, many times usually, to be honest, with the advocate rescuer when you can spread yourself so thinly and find yourself becoming resentful about having said yes, about volunteering yourself, your time, about donating again, about doing something for others, one or more people. And sometimes this can lead to a dynamic for the advocate rescuer where she can become also a bit like a martyr She loves to be acknowledged. She loves to be appreciated and actually have people say thank you. Often when that doesn't happen because people are so used to you just doing for them, you can end up in this situation where you are acting a bit like a martyr, sometimes a lot like a martyr. And I have heard advocate rescuers particularly say things like, well, I had to do it because no one else was going to, or Everyone expects me to do this, so I'm going to have to say yes again. I really don't want to do this, but, you know, people expect that I will. There's so many different words, phrases, sentences I hear from advocate rescuers. And as I said, resentment can easily build up with this archetype, particularly if you don't feel that you've been thanked, appreciated, acknowledged. You you can feel like you've taken advantage of. Now I want to share with you for the next piece about the Advocate Rescuer, a summary of what we refer to as the four M's of momentum. Those four M's being mindset, marketing, money, and magnetism. So from a mindset perspective for the Advocate Rescuer, it really is all about helping. You think about helping all the time. Your thoughts, the the mindset aspect of your expression are around generosity, around kindness, and supportive Being supportive is your default way to be. And you think about others first most of the time, if not all the time. 
though the most important thing from a mindset perspective is for you to learn to say yes to yourself first. When you're able to do that, which is not your natural way to respond to the world, you're able to feel more at ease in yourself and in how you interact with others and the world around you. So your mindset really is about nourishing who you are through the lens of self-compassion. From a marketing perspective, so this will make sense to those of you in business, if you're not in business, think about marketing as your personal brand, so the way that you literally show up and express yourself in the world. But marketing, you care for others. I've already said this multiple times already for the Advocate Rescuer, and you tend to be generous with your support. But it will always feel better and be better to demonstrate, as I, again, have mentioned this, by leading by example. You're attracted to support or to work with often not-for-profit kinds of organisations, whether that be in a volunteer capacity or in an actual employment or a contract capacity if you're in business. But again, be careful to show how to do something instead of doing it for others. Also share the things that you believe in and advocate for in a lead-by-example kind of way because you are an advocate and It is a natural part of who you are. As I said, you have causes, things that you believe in. There may be one that you throw yourself all into. There may be multiple causes that you spread your time over. Careful not to spread yourself too thin, but share with us what those things are that matter to you most and that you're advocating for in your marketing. It'll help people to get to know who you are, to understand what's important to you and to understand your drive, like what really matters. From a money perspective for the Advocate Rescue, you're someone who always thinks of others first. We've said that again as well. There will be some repetition as we go through the archetypes. And you're keen to give back generously. However, you'll be more generous when you can give to yourself first. Abundance will flow when you also allow yourself to receive. Receiving for an Advocate Rescuer is often very uncomfortable and not something that you are familiar with. So you can use the mindset aspect to support you in your money aspect to work out how is best for you to receive, to practice receiving, to give yourself permission if it comes to that to receive. I'd also encourage you to celebrate your generosity with clear boundaries about how much you can and will give, whether that be money, your time, skills, or all the resources that you often give without even thinking about it. A very practical thing to do with money for the advocate rescuer. I find so many advocate rescuers want to make donations from a financial perspective or from a time perspective through their businesses. And that's fine. It's a very admirable thing to do, particularly if it is heartfelt and genuine. But if you're in a situation where you do not have the time or do not have the financial resources to donate, then create a boundary around how much you will give. You could say, for example, if you are like me in a service business and you provide services to individuals or to groups, portion a period of time or amount of time each month or over a quarter or over the entire year that you might, say, for example, deliver a a free class or do free sessions or low-cost sessions, pro bono kind of work. Yeah. 
but make a boundary and stick to it for yourself. And when you reach that boundary, practice saying no, yeah? Put someone into the next opportunity to receive from you. Magnetism being the last of the four M's momentum. Be that beautiful, open-hearted soul that you are. Consider others. Show how much you care. But keep those boundaries to support you to be the advocate. Learning what self-advocacy is, is such an important thing for an advocate rescuer. And I'm not going to predefine and tell you what I believe self-advocacy is. This is something for you to explore for yourself. From another perspective through the lens of magnetism, generously lead by example. And worthwhile individuals and causes who value you will be attracted to you personally and professionally. There's a big part of trusting in that to really lean into what makes you magnetic. Now, an activation question for the Advocate Rescue Archetype. This is a question that you can ask, you could journal on, you could reflect on, you could do a visualisation, you could have a conversation with somebody else. But a really powerful question to activate parts of you as an Advocate Rescuer. And the question is, where am I not speaking up for what I want and need? Where am I speaking up, not speaking up for what I want and need? If you wanted to explore that further, you could explore the different ways in which you're not speaking up. You could even explore for yourself what is it that you truly do want and need so that you can get clear on that before practicing speaking up for those things. Now, every one of the archetypes has what I refer to as a profitable wisdom focus. This is around being mindful about where you put your energy so that you can Focus on profits from a business perspective, like making money is fantastic. Having great turnover is brilliant. But if it's not profitable, I really wonder if you're, you know, honouring yourself and what's important from a perspective of being in business. So the profitable wisdom focus for the advocate rescuer comes down to letting people understand the causes and the things that you can champion is a key part of creating a connected brand where others can feel how genuine and kind and compassionate you are. What matters most to you and why? Let that shine through. Share it with us. You're a helper and a helper who models strong boundaries is key. How can you give back and help and support many while maintaining your sense of self and being self-compassionate first? You know, things to do with advocacy and using your voice are also ideal for you. This is an archetype that is here to express what is important to her, what she wants and what she needs through using her voice. Purely from a content ideas perspective, when we're talking about creating content for your business, think about anything that is aligned with your products and services where you can demonstrate your compassion or how you help others, whether that be individuals or groups. And that goes for both product businesses and service businesses. Now, potential challenge that can arise or potential challenges that arise for advocate rescuers come to the space of where you don't feel good enough. They can relate to wanting to be acknowledged. Challenges can relate to having poor boundaries or inconsistent boundaries and can relate to overgiving time, money, resources of all kinds. They can also, challenges for you as an advocate rescuer can relate to jumping in and helping without being asked, forgetting to use your powerful voice 
being disconnected from self-compassion and externally focused on doing for everybody else instead of inwardly nurturing. A very common advocate rescue field is what I have to say won't be acknowledged or what if I'm not appreciated. So acknowledgement and appreciation are so, so significant for the advocate rescuer. That fear can play out in so many different ways. And if you have this archetype, you're listening to what I'm sharing today, I'm sure you have a big list of things that just rush to your mind about how acknowledgement and appreciation or lack of those plays out for you. What I say always to an advocate rescuer is invest that beautiful energy that you give outwardly and the compassion that you share so freely. Focus those back in on yourself and on acknowledging yourself and showing yourself the appreciation that you seek externally. And you can have a massive shift in this space of where this fear shows up. Now, things to be generally mindful of for advocate rescuers. Do you want to give everything away for free or low cost? This is a big impact when it comes to, to being in business. There's an awkwardness often for an advocate rescuer about receiving, but particularly about receiving money. And helping in this kind of way only leads you to feel poor and may end up being that you actually do end up with a lot less money than you deserve. So create ways also to give perhaps that are outside of your business so that you can fill up that cup and that need, that desire you have to give back, to share, to support, to help that doesn't impact your business. And again, understanding true self-advocacy and working on self-worth acceptance, appreciation and acknowledgement are going to support you so much. And like every archetype, the advocate rescuer has a number of strengths and these are the kind of things that I would always encourage you to tap into daily. Choose a couple of them perhaps and intentionally go about welcoming those strengths into your day. Self-advocacy, well, I've said a number of times it's something for you to work on and to get to know. Once you know once you understand what self-advocacy is, it becomes such a superpower of yours. So develop that and then use that self-advocacy more frequently. It's a strength that you do have access to. Leading by example as a way to empower is so important for you from a strength perspective. Having those boundaries that focus on self-support as a priority. Another strength is being able to release the need to measure worthiness based on contribution. How much of you you give is not a measure of your value in the world at all. And that is quite a foreign concept for a lot of advocate rescuers when you first hear about this. Self-appreciation practices each day are so important for advocate rescuers. Create your own rituals of self-celebration. You know, there's if you have a copy or you're interested in getting a copy of my book, Braggadacious, there is an abundance of inspiration in there in terms of self-celebration. It's literally the book about self-celebration, looking at it through the lens of the 12 Thrifator archetypes. You want to celebrate all you are, all you give, how much you are actually valued. Other strengths that you can lean into, investing time, money and resources in those who show you you are valuable to them as a priority. Show the world that you value yourself and doing belief work to support an embodiment of worthiness is going to 
give you a sense of feeling more yourself and being able to celebrate more. Now, if you did listen to episode 42 where we talked about the mental teacher and the shapeshifter alchemist, you may have heard me share a series of affirmations for each of those archetypes. Now, unlike affirmations, which are a statement of something you wish to become true, an affirmation is a question that positions an opportunity for you to lean into. So the affirmations for the advocate rescuer are, what if I could give myself all the compassion and acknowledgement I desire from others? What if it is safe for me to advocate using my voice to speak for myself? Imagine it is safe for me to care without needing others to show me appreciation. What if it was safe for me to be compassionate and kind to myself by setting boundaries that support me to be me? Imagine it's safe for me to say no. And what if it is safe and appropriate for me to receive? And a final one to share with you. Imagine it's safe for me to show myself appreciation and self-love. You probably got the gist of the themes of those affirmations, so you could definitely create some more, some that really resonate with you to add to that list. And when it comes to an archetypal success pathway for the advocate rescuer, it comes down to activating and amplifying thriving when she embodies her thrive factor success pathway of self-compassion. You're a heart-led soul and you filter everything through the lens of your heart and emotional body. As I said earlier, you're an empath, you're empathic and you feel in ways that are unique and deeply connected to a desire to help the things, the people and the environments that you most value. Activating self-compassion daily for external compassion is abundant and given freely, yet the personally focused compassion isn't so generous usually. Yeah, that's a really big focus for you when it comes to your Thrive Factor Success Pathway. And your ability to self-advocate is going to be easier in many regards and amplified when you are also able to be self-compassionate. An advocate rescues you truly thrive when you give yourself the kindness, acknowledgement and recognition that you often spend a lifetime seeking externally. Learning to ask for and be open to receive what you most desire will just light you up in the most incredible way. And it will illuminate for the world just how generous and, and valuable you are. We need your sensitivities. They are important, so important. Now, when I teach their Thrive Factor archetypes and we work with them and when I'm working with the Thrive Factor coaches, we talk a lot about the effortless success zone. You may have heard me reference this before. It's a space where things just feel easier. Things feel in flow. And there are particular things that each archetype can do less of and do more of to activate her effortless success zone. So for an advocate rescuer, do less of seeking acceptance of feeling left out, of wanting recognition all the time, of being martyrish, of feeling needy and deciding it has to be you, you know, feeling desperate even. Those things are not going to activate and amplify your effortless success zone. But when you do more of that self-love acceptance, 
practices that really support that, focusing on self-acceptance, caring for your sensitive heart, taking breaks from the world if it's all too much, if your empathic side is overfeeling, leading by example, being self-compassionate, being gentle, asking for help, expecting to receive in return and setting and reinforcing with love again and acceptance definitely, but love and compassion for yourself around boundaries. So if the advocate rescuer has resonated with you, you may want to go back and listen to this portion of the podcast episode today. If you ever have a question about any of the archetypes or really anything that I ever share in any episode, whether it's one of these solo ones or with a guest, please reach out to me and my team. You can do that by email, hello at thrifactor.co.com. Always happy to hear from you. Reach out to me at Instagram, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor, where I am the, the one who answers my own DMs. Yeah, ask a question, share your insights. Tell us what you love and what you potentially feel challenged by when it comes to being an advocate rescuer. Okay, the second archetype for today is the inspirer believer. Sometimes she gets called the inspired believer, which I find interesting, but her name is the inspirer believer. She's the energetic potentialist. So if you listen to episode 42 with a mentor teach, you may have heard me say that in sharing that archetype, I was sharing through the lens of learned experience and also lived in experience because it's one of my archetypes. The Inspirer Believer is another of my four archetypes. So I share with you today this archetype also through the lens of learned and lived experience. But as the energetic potentialist, the Inspirer Believer has a big gift of self-inspiration. And when you understand and allow this, it means more inspiration for all. And the Inspirer Believer is here to inspire the world. But the quality, the the volume, the value even of inspiration that is shared or initiated is amplified so significantly when, as an inspired believer, you're able to self-inspire. So key things to remember about this beautiful archetype, they're all beautiful, but that just came to mind as I was kind of thinking about how to describe her. She has strong beliefs that guide her in all areas of her life. Like think about the name, inspirer, believer, beliefs, believe, believing in uh, belief systems are so key for the inspirer, believer. Now, it's an archetype that naturally inspires, is considered amused by many others, even though the inspirer, believer doesn't necessarily recognize that or value that for what it is. She's intuitive, like deeply intuitive and often trusting. Sometimes the inspired believer gets told she's too trusting and I know I've had that happen in my life many times over. This is an archetype that sees the good in others, the potential in others and helps them to see it in themselves. But it's also an archetype that needs to be clear when to draw the line and walk away so that she doesn't end up getting burned out or burned by the individuals, groups or organisation that she may be contributing to, supporting, helping to see their potential because that is something that can happen. So that's a similarity to the the advocate rescuer, a kind of rescuing component to the inspirer believer. Sarkotype is also fiery. She's really feeling. She's driven by emotion. 
in a different kind of a way to the advocate rescuer who is deeply sensitive and feeling, this archetype is emotional from an energetic perspective. She responds to things in a way that, you know, if she's not feeling great, kind of everybody knows about it, right? She can be creative. She's often very crafty in a way that she likes to do craft kind of projects and explore that way. She's incredibly energetic. As I say many times over about the Inspire Believer, energy is our currency. Yeah? We measure and respond to everything in the world around us and within us through an, our energetic body. And she's incredibly excitable. This is the cheerleader archetype always willing to support someone else, always willing to kind of get the real or metaphorical pom-poms out and cheer somebody. Now, she can also be an oversharer, yeah, to the point of being like an evangelist about the things that she discovers and is inspired by, the beliefs that drive her. It's like once she knows about it and she has that spark of inspiration, she wants everyone to know about it, even though many people out there that she might be trying to share to are not interested at all. It's not something she does with very well. Yeah, she gets excited about the possibility and potentiality of everything. When it comes, doesn't come to fruition, she can feel incredibly disappointed and that will affect her energy as well. They said she can burn out, she can lose motivation, her energy and all things related to her mojo very quickly. It's an interesting phenomenon I find with the Inspired Believer where it's like one day you're at the high of everything, feeling the top of the world, had the best day ever, Things just flowed, you felt great, great opportunities came to you, you celebrated. And then later that day or the next day, it's like you don't even remember. You have no relationship with those recent experiences. You've fallen into what we re refer to in the Thrive Factor community, the cave, yeah, a space where you could feel hopeless, helpless, yeah, wonder why it's, why, why bother, what are we doing this for? That will pass, and this is an experience that you will find yourself in many times over as the Inspire I Believe archetype. Allowing yourself, practicing, allowing yourself to be inspired by you, what you're creating and what you're sharing with the world, will help you to create a more even sense of energy. Yeah, Using your self-inspiration to energise yourself is such a gift for the Inspire Believer archetype. So the four M's of momentum, just like we did for the Advocate Rescue, we're going to look at those now for the Inspire Believer. Mindset. As I said, she's excitable. She's curious. She's all about believing in inspiration. And you look to actively be inspired. As I said, though, allow yourself to be inspired by who you are, what you're creating, and to generate flow and more inspiration for yourself and others because this will bring you great energy and sustainable energy. Yeah, your energy will go up and down because that's part of being human and responding to and being in the world in which we live. But when you know that you can bring energy and find some sustainability and consistency in your energy, you're going to feel so much better as an Inspire Believer. Particularly if you find yourself in a business perspective like me, in a space where you work one-on-one -on -one or in groups with people, maybe you're coaching, mentoring, guiding, teaching. Yeah, Sometimes others' energy can be very draining for an Inspire Believer. So being able to show up with energy that is sustainable and renewable is going to really support you so much. Now, from a marketing perspective, excitedly sharing what you love and what inspires you is just an effortless space for you to find yourself in. 
you could adopt what I refer to as if it excites me, then it's worth sharing approach. And I think when you do that, you're on the right track. Yeah, with all areas though, if it brings you energy, it's probably right for you, right for your audience. So lean into that more and use that to guide you in terms of what you actually share when you're marketing in your business. Share what inspires you and how you have used your inspiration to grow your business and support others. And also tell us about what you believe in. Just like the Advocate Rescue with the causes and things that are important to her, the belief systems for the Inspirer Believer are incredibly important to acknowledge and to share with others. Gives people a chance to get to know who we are, to build a relationship with us, to feel our genuine desire to be an inspiration and to support others to be inspired in the world. Through the lens of money, intuition is really key for you as an Inspirer Believer. So trust the messages that you're receiving and do dare to believe excitedly in what makes sense to you. If it makes sense to you, go with your instincts and invest. You really do know where the right place is to share your funds, so trust in that. Your natural excitability can support you also to create a lighthearted approach to money. But just beware that those emotionless moments, the times when the cave comes up, you could end up struggling and feeling that abundance is out of reach for you. Having this archetype, I've been there. Even when you can look at your bank account, know there's money in there, know there's money coming in. When you're in your kind of your cave for your inspired believer and you're feeling like, what's the point? It can be really challenging at times to feel that you have abundance around you and even within you. Now, the last of the four M's of momentum is magnetism. And for an inspired believer, it comes down to your natural excitable self. Just exude your inspiration confidently and generously. Said, so be inspired by you. Have you picked up how important that is yet? You're pretty awesome, right? And let that excitability weave its magic into all areas of your life and business. People will be attracted to that. Other inspired believers are in incredibly attracted to inspired believers. And there's a beautiful coherence that can come together when you have inspired believers together. When one inspired believer gets excited about something, inspired by something, the others will get excited and inspired for you. And it positively contributes to energy rather than draining you where someone's kind of all energy energized about something and you're in their space and you feel drained because of the amount of energy that's being shared. Not for inspired believers, it flows together beautifully. So the activation question for the inspired believer is, how can I allow myself to be inspired by who I am, what I'm creating, and what I'm putting out into the world? So I'll repeat that again. How can I allow myself to be inspired by who I am, what I'm creating, and what I'm putting out into the world? It's going to serve you so well to understand that. From a profitable wisdom perspective, you are here to light the way for others. This is an archetype not only of potentiality, but of, of really see her as an archetype of illumination. And if we talk about symbols, which I don't tend to go into that much with the archetypes, but for the inspired believer, it's fire. Yeah. You're here to light the way, as I said, for others, and you do so with ease. Turn into your belief-driven offers that have meaning and purpose and let people know why something is your focus. Be the cheerleader by cheering you first because this leads the way for others to be their own cheerleaders and alleviate often your perceived burden of having to do this for everybody else because that just exhausts you. 
coaching, mentoring, guiding, leading by example are all ideal considerations for the Inspire Believer. You want to let us see and connect with your inner fire. Like the world is calling out for you to, to, to share your view of things and you really are the ultimate potentialist for yourself and others. So let us see into that part of you. From a content ideas perspective for an Inspire Believer, anything that's aligned with your products and services where you can demonstrate your inspiration and energy, where you can be the cheerleader for yourself first and then others, remembering this is not about bragging. That's the kind of content that others will resonate with. And it will be you in your effortless success zone doing what comes naturally to you. Now, potential challenges that can arise for an Inspire Believer in business. Things to be mindful of, focusing on everyone else's accomplishments and ignoring your own, overindulging in too many inspiring things, yeah, can often be just a distraction. But focus in instead on what really lights you up. Be honest with yourself about that and stay there in that space as a priority because your energy can be depleted quickly and leave you second-guessing, overthinking or deciding there is no point and while that will shift in time, you don't want to stay there. It's just not a natural state for an inspired believer. There is always a point, and you backing and believing in yourself is essential to you shifting out of whatever challenges become actualized. Now, a common fear experienced by many inspired believers is a belief that you're not inspiring or that others will take advantage of you because of your good nature and the fact you can see the good in others. And another belief that ties into the fear commonly experienced by Inspire Believers is that I won't have enough energy to do everything I desire to do. So some Inspire Believers, in fact, I see this very commonly and I've done it myself, I admit to that, will hold back giving of their energy, giving of the things that inspire them, of sharing the potential that they see and feel and sense so as to preserve their energy, to make sure they've got enough. But holding ourselves back as inspired believers is also not going to contribute positively to our energy. We want to be generally mindful of the fact that we're often driven by desire for everyone to reach and live their potential. And we can so often be all about cheering others and denying our own inspiring potential. I found myself in many situations over the time, particularly in the space of, of being a coach and a mentor and a teacher, of just cheering everybody else and forgetting about me. It doesn't end up working out that well. You can have energetic impacts on pricing and marketing when there's nothing left for us to give ourselves and we run dry. So we really want to pay attention to that energetic space, what energizes us, what sustains our energy, what reminds us that we can always re-energize. And when our energy is depleted, it can impact things like the know, like, and trust, which is so important when it comes to business. The great thing is that we all have strengths for each archetype that we can tap into at any time. And I do suggest and will keep reminding you all of this as you're listening to these episodes that you can tap into one or more of these strengths daily. Do it intentionally and consciously. It'll really help you to build a relationship with strengths. 
So as an inspired believer, your self-led inspiration and ability to see potential is so effortless to you, but use it in yourself as well. You want to celebrate more frequently. Share the celebrations, all of them. They'll inspire others. You know, do things that are what I would refer to as energy-creating practices. I'm not going to give examples because I think it's so important as an inspired believer for you to explore what those are for you. What will energize me or re-energize me could be very different to what will do the same for you. So explore that. Get curious, have fun, and be playful about it. Trust practices are also great and strengths that you have. So do what deepens your trust in yourself and you'll experience and increase trust in others too, but always you first. You know, another strength of the Inspired Believer journaling to support mindset and beliefs, you know, giving yourself truths and reality checks, like is this really my truth or just a moment in time, particularly if you find yourself in the cave. You have a real gift for being able to use your intuition to tune in to what's actually real for you. You could create what I refer to as an inspiration bank. So notes, maybe handwritten things. You could maybe take screenshots and print out things. But notice that you can tap into when your inspiration eludes you. Whatever it is, if it's inspired you in one moment, it'll probably inspire you again. So, you know, creating an inspiration bank, getting a jar and doing something like that can be a lot of fun. Spend time with other inspired believers. I mentioned before how valuable that can be. You know, we are tonic for each other's souls in such a beautiful way. Always be your own cheerleader first and be inspired by you, who you are, as I said, what you're creating, what you're sharing with the world. If you are an evidence kind of individual, and this may be influenced by other archetypes you have more than your inspired believer, then maybe keep a jar of evidence of the inspiration you are and look at it often. You know, rather than waiting till you're depleted, look at it every day, pull something out and read it out to yourself. Really feel into it. It's going to keep your energy topped up. If you feel the nudge to share something, just share it. Like others will automatically benefit. You also want to ensure that you are using your time in a way that you include rest, rejuvenation, regeneration, you know, re-energizing, that kind of thing really important for an inspired believer so design your schedule around your natural energetic bursts like I know at certain times of the year like the, the warmer months for example the summery months I am so much more of a morning person in the wintry cooler months in the part of the world where I live I tend to find my energy is more abundant later in the day and in the evening so I sometimes evolve my work schedule and commitments to work with when I'm more energetically, uh, you know, aligned, where I have more energy to access. You know, and study and work at times like that when you're literally more alert and energized. So affirmations for the inspired believer. What if being inspired by all I'm creating, doing, and being refills my energy in an instant? What if it's safe for me to believe in infinite possibility? Imagine it's safe for me to do the things that nurture my energy. What if I had energy available to, available to me anytime I desire it? Imagine if I was truly inspirational. What if I trusted my instincts? Imagine if I trusted myself and my potential. What if my energy was returned to me in abundance? Imagine if I could rest and re-energize and this led to expanded inspiration and wildly trusting myself. 
how cool would it be to have all of those as your reality? Well, you know, they're available to you. Use the affirmations to explore what that could look and feel like. All right, we're up to the archetypal success pathway. For the inspired believer, it comes down to activating and amplifying thriving when you embody your Thrive Factor success pathway of self-inspiration. Like as an energy-led soul, you filter everything through the lens of your intuition and inspiration. You have a gift for seeing the potential, as I've shared with you, for others and illuminating that potential for them to see. And you intuit ways to bring energy and motivation to any situation with your innate cheerleader vibe. You want to activate self-inspiration daily. As I said, that external inspiration is always going to be easy to find and connect with, yet the potentially focused, sorry, personally focused inspiration isn't necessarily so easily prioritized, despite it being, you know, the core of your genius of who you are. As an inspired believer, you truly thrive when you give yourself the kind of belief in your potential and the gift of self-inspiration and fire up your own energy to create momentum to be the big impact creator you're here to be. Now we're down to activating your FLS success zone, what to do less of and what to do more of. Do less of giving all your energy to others, aiming to be, you know, or aiming for all the time to be like energetically high and, and kind of tuned in and high vibe. Don't do that. <laughs> it's not going to support you. Do less of believing in others when they don't deserve it. And you'll know when that is true. Of deciding you have to give up uh, as the only way forward. So demeaning or dimming, I should say, not demeaning or demeaning, dimming your excitable energy. Not going to work well for you. Do more of kind of self-love kind of things, giving yourself all the energy that you know is available to you inspiring yourself, allowing yourself to be inspired, seeking to be inspired, remembering how inspiring you are, resting, nurturing, honouring your need for balance and creating more sustainability in your energy, trusting your intuition. Those are all things to do more of. Well, we have come to the end of the Inspire Believer. If that archetype resonated with you, honestly, I'm not surprised. You may remember if you listened to episode 42 when I talked about the mental teacher and shape future alchemist that it was 90, like the high 90% of women in my world have the mental teacher archetype. The archetype that is strongly coming up behind that in terms of almost like second place if we want to look at which archetypes are more frequently seen in the Thrive Factor landscape in terms of my clients and the women that are in my world is the Inspire Believer. When I'm personally profiling a client, I it's it's kind of a surprise to me if I don't see the mentor teacher and or the inspire believer. Mostly I see them together in the profiles of the women that I get the honor to work with. So she is a relatively common archetype in business. My theories or thoughts behind that is that inspire believers often don't do well in employment environments where they can't express their excitability, let their energy come to life, be inspiring, support others in the way that they actually want to. So they often find themselves in business where they can be that cheerleader, where they can give of themselves so freely and be inspiring in the ways that are excitable and, you know, maybe not seen as professional or um, judged in different ways in different kinds of other environments. 
So as always, Superstar Wise Soul, I like to say this most weeks, remember you were born to thrive and to follow your dreams, your visions, your ambition, your desire, to lead your life and your business with ease and spaciousness. And you are already a leader, a self-led soul that is making waves, creating impact and legacy. I truly believe in this view. I have to share with you, I'm an inspired believer, like believing in things is a part of who I am. And when I say I believe in something, I really mean it. Yeah? You may not yet believe in yourself and your potentiality, so I'll hold that space for you until that feels like a kind of a, a, a thing, re- reality for you. But I wish you the best week, a week where you get to celebrate yourself, all you are, all you're creating, all you're sharing. And as I always am, I am excited to be back with a new episode next week. It highly likely will be part three of this series. Might be a guest episode, but I'm pretty sure we're going to make it part three of this series of introducing another two archetypes. And I will wait until we get to that episode to tell you what they are. But they'll be lots of fun and lots and so interesting, just like the four archetypes we've shared so far have been. Have an amazing week, as I said. Thank you for tuning in. If you love She Leads, She Thrives, please go and rate us wherever you listen to us. Share with your community. Tag me in if you're sharing on social media so I can see that and say thank you. Share on your behalf as well. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And it gives the more that we receive support from you by doing things like downloading the episodes, uh, subscribing to receive the episodes, rating them in places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts particularly, the more people get to hear these different episodes. Wherever you are in the world, have the most incredible day. Take care. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over. 